0: following is a special presentation of the Benefit of the Dowd
1: podcast. From Chicago, it's the Doubting Thomas podcast with Clifton Thomas and your host, Welcome to the Doubting Thomas Monthly Recap for February 2020, and now you're seeing how the sausage gets made. We are breaking down the month that was in February of 2022, and uh, joining me along the way is the Thomas to my doubting, Cliff Thomas. How are you doing this evening?
0: I'm still imagining that it's February, and I'm really cold, but it's actually like 60 degrees right now, so... (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. It was actually a nice day today. Mm. But uh, yeah, so just keep pretending that it's February and everything will be great. Um, but yeah, it's so cold out, I can't even imagine. But uh, anyway, so yeah, we uh, we had a month. And um, this is probably a good time to talk about the potentially new format that we're going to be kind of messing with um, for the, the Doubting Thomas monthly recap since... So we, we we put it to a vote, just, just, uh, just a recap, a season three recap, if you will, previously on season three of the Benefit of a Doubt podcast. We went to our patrons and we said, hey – Do you like it when Adam talks to himself, or do you like it when Cliff comes on? And most people said, we like it when Cliff comes on. So as a result of that, a lot of our top stories in Season 3 have not only been benefit of a doubt, but they've also been benefit of the Cliff, which is not nearly as clever. Not as catchy. We're not changing the name. Not changing the name. Um, But Cliff has been around a lot more, and we love him for it. Hi. Um, as a result, like the Doubting Thomas Monthly Recap was originally an idea to kind of get Cliff in here and talk about the news stories that were. And he's already doing that. <laughs> so um, and especially this month, uh, three out of the four top stories that we had this month were, you know, Adam and Cliff joints. So um, as a result, we're not going to say you know, hey, Cliff, what'd you think about that story that we talked about a week ago? Do you have any thoughts about it? Because of course he does because we already heard them. so instead, what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna play around with it a little bit. We're gonna talk about some news stories that happened throughout the month that kind of stuck out. Maybe they need a little bit more than a minute of me rambling about it. Um, and so you know and I you know definitely will get more of Cliff's insights as far as that's concerned. and when we do have other guests coming onto the show. Which we will next week. Spoiler alert. Then, um, then we will will obviously you know take the time to get Cliff's input. Basically, whenever Cliff's not here, we'll still talk about that here. Um, but otherwise, uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna futz around with the uh, format a little bit and uh, do some stuff. I mean, it sounds like a good time so, to me. So, just what I'm saying. So, the first story that I wanted to get to was um, I sent I sent this to Cliff. Um, we we talked about this a couple of weeks ago and it was a story about a company in London an advertising company that hired employees dozens of employees around the world but the only problem is the company was completely fake <laughs> like the company just flat out did not exist and yet dozens of people were brought on to this uh, to this company. They were paid by commission only if they made a sale. But, you know, it's kind of hard to make a sale for a company that doesn't exist. So, um, you know, a lot of these people ended up working for like up to six months without like getting paid. And it was like and, and also Working for a company that literally did not exist. So this was the brainchild of the the founder of the air quotes company. Um, he was a creator, was his... right, on, on YouTube? He was like an influencer. Mm. He, was, he was like an Instagram. He had like 90,000 followers. And a lot of people said that... Um, that his Instagram followers were like some of the reason that like they signed on to this company in the first place was they, they felt that that gave him credibility. And where are we as a society (laughs) when you're hitching your cart to an Instagrammer because they have 90,000 followers?
0: I was going to say, this sounds like something that can only happen during a pandemic. I'm not sure that that is true, but Um, it definitely fits into like the last two years. It just, I don't know what else to say to that.
1: I would say that the pandemic made it easier to happen, Hmm. but it's not like remote working was completely unheard of before the pandemic. So, like, but so, like, theoretically, and we're going to we're going to get a little tech beard on this a little um, here, um, because this is more of like a theoretical uh, uh, construct. But I mean, basically what this guy did was invented invented an entire company completely online and that is totally possible the these days like this guy set up linkedin profiles for like multiple and of course okay now whenever we say that this guy did something you need to mentally insert the word allegedly into there right. because we're not going to say allegedly 800 times during this podcast so yeah, that's right. Just, it's, it's, it's not a court. He's, it's he's, not, we're
0: not in court. We're just talking.
1: We're about not it. in court. It has not been proven that he did any of this. He denies everything. But let's just speak theoretically here. <laughs> so a, a a person could set up like a bunch of fake um, LinkedIn profiles for a board of directors for a company for you know they could even like set up a get a burner cell phone number and you even have like a cell phone there was a story 10 years ago um from a guy who got the number one rated cafe in in London and that was completely fake so i don't know if you remember this this is a long time I do ago not. but um so he basically wanted to game Yelp reviews and see if he could actually become, like, huh. a very popular location without actually opening anything. And it's kind of the same story. And actually, I kind of wish I had remembered that when I was reporting this news story because it's it's highly relevant. But um, – Basically, he set up a fake phone number. He set up a fake address. And, um, you know, when it actually came time to open the restaurant, he I think he he did like macaroni and cheese or something (laughs) like this. And like he the whole concept of that restaurant was it was foods that you would order based on your mood. So they had an angry meal and a happy meal. Not not a happy meal, but a happy a, a meal for when you're happy. <laughs> a, a peaceful meal. It was the weirdest thing. But anyway, so getting back to this story, um, so he created you know LinkedIn profiles, Zoom accounts, and basically just kind of sold it as this is a legitimate design firm. And a bunch of people signed on and decided to come work for him. It's not that hard when you think about it.
0: It's really not. I I, I guess it's all good until you actually start having to pay people. And right. like you said, you know, they were just being paid commission. But that was the part that I, because I, I didn't get through the whole thing. And so my, my question is like, how, did But first of all, did anybody actually get paid before this was,
1: From what we understand, no. Nobody ever got paid. Because Because, nobody ever made a sale. Oh, I see. Okay.
0: Because that was the thing that I was questioning. So then, like, did they just get paid under the table? Which is kind of hard to do digitally unless you're just doing... Right.
1: So the way it was set up was... um, The way that it was set up was they agreed to a contract where they would work for six months commission only. And then after that, they would get a salary. Uh, and so like a lot of these people came like right up to the six month mark before the domino- before the house of cards started to fall. And one of the employees themselves actually figured out that this was a, was a fake company because I think it was like one of the LinkedIn profiles had a photo that originated on a stock photo website. Oh, so like they happened to fi- figure out that you know this person was on this stock photo website, and then they found like other people, and like basically, once that happened, right. the cards started to fall. And uh, these, it was two people. Uh, she brought in a friend of hers, I think, so uh, so they could, like, kind of run this down. And then they just emailed the entire company, like, anonymously and said, hey, here's what we found. And then, you know, the, I think it was the BBC, this is a BBC story, uh, came in and, like, did the rest of the digging and figured out, like, this is who this person was and went through, like, corporate records and... So like the, the the big question remains is like why did this happen?
0: That's what I was wondering. What was the in game?
1: So and I think uh, the 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 news the news story posits that this was originally one of those fake it till you make it kind mm. of things where like I'm going to set up this designer boutique. Um, ad company or design company out of London, and I'm going to put together all these, you know, this huge sales team, and I'm going to put together all these things, but I'm not actually going to have a portfolio. I'm just going to look the part so that when people are getting these calls, you know, once they start making sales, great we're going to start making money and now we can start paying people and you know if you're going to pay someone you know five percent and you get a fifty thousand dollar contract then that person gets a couple grand they're happy and you've got fifty thousand dollars to play with now and then like then you can hire more people and then more people can make sales and then you know you've got all this work and everything's great and it's a legitimate company and of course it's a legitimate company why would you even ask that question so, um, so I, I really think, and th- that makes sense to me. Like this kind of makes sense that this might've been a, you know, fake it until you make it situation, but it's like just faking it on such a grand scale. It was very like, ambitious. Oh, so ambitious. And you know, it's, I mean like it, but like, how hard would it be? Like if you wanted to set up, you
0: know, I don't, I want, I know you're already frazzled according to your, uh, your yeah, nameplate right? on the video for for those of you who are listening to the oh, audio listening. version of this, it's he normally just yeah. has Adam Dowd, but it says Adam in quotes, frazzled AF Dowd right now. So I, I really
1: am, <laughs> I really am, and and people will hear about uh, will hear about why this coming think, weekend. But I think that'll though be a different that episode. talking
0: about this, like I I wonder how many smaller scale versions of this have actually. Oh sure, succeeded
1: right? Like, I, yeah. I, I doubt
0: it. This, is, this is definitely not a one off kind of thing. I,
1: yeah, I think the only question is like, like how big, how big can you get before <laughs> it gets too big? Right, to, and then the BBC finds to out. fill right and then the bbc f- finds <laughs> out so but i mean like think about like i'm just you know when you think about it like especially with the hybrid work from home situations and the total work from home situations you know you hear about scams where you know someone will sign up for like a work from home gig and they'll do a bunch of paperwork and like the paypal account never gets paid you know stuff like that that's that's a thing i've i've heard about that i mean so until if you yeah.
0: uh, until about four years ago you could have been a scam and i might have just thought you were a real person until i actually met you in person
1: that makes mm. me wonder
0: yeah
1: who <laughs> how, who is how that? many people who is i that? know <laughs> who is that handsome actor that right I exactly
0: <laughs> or maybe it's just maybe we, maybe we are all just living in a simulation oh this could go so many ways
1: Oh yeah, we're this is this is totally the Matrix. It has to be, because I, I don't think that natural evolution could make 2022 happen like naturally. I don't think that, <laughs> I don't think that could work. Like uh, each each successive year from 2020 has been like, hold my beer. <laughs> it, it
0: really does feel like the, shit's it, about to get weird. It, yeah, <laughs> it felt like at the you know at the end of 21 2021 that that stuff was about to get weird, and then like you know the the 2021's uh subscriber level was falling off a little bit so they started uh uh you know <laughs> getting a little bit crazier with the script or or they brought in some collaborators and they just decided to blow the shit off yeah. like i i'm not sure what is going on now but uh it's <laughs> yeah, starting to feel some... it's starting to feel like um an xbox game
1: so then uh, so then if we're living in a world where nothing's real how do we <laughs> tell like, because, I mean, like, there's, you know, go back to the 80s, uh, not the 80s, I'm sorry. I was, I I jumped a little bit too far on that one. Go back to, like, the, you know, early aughts, late 90s, when email was first, first a thing. And, you know, this is, like, many, many, many steps beyond, you know, mm. um, Saudi Prince needs help moving his money <laughs> around. But, I mean, like, it's it's kind of the same thing. Right. Like, you know, right. for... People and, have gotten you know,
0: much better at appearing at faking to it. be a thing. Right. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, um, you know, actually one, of, uh, over at digital trends, one of my freelancers is working on a story about like how spies are having to deal with like new modern technology these days, yeah. because like, if you don't have an online profile, you don't exist,
0: hmm. you, know? <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you don't just, you don't just get handed the uh, briefcase with uh, a bunch of different currencies and, uh, you know, a bunch of passports. Yeah, you passports. definitely have to have a an online life. Or else you're yeah. Jack Reacher.
1: Or else you're Jack Reacher. Did you finish that by the way?
0: I did. The first season is really good.
1: It was good. Already renewed for a second season. I saw that. But uh but yeah, so it's just like it's it's I think it's fascinating that we live in a cu- in a culture where you can actually do this. Like I it's detestable what this person did, don't get me wrong, especially during the pandemic. You've got mm. like, you know, dozens of people from all around the world and I mean that literally. Like they had a team in Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia that was like putting together like sales pitches and wow. sales decks for for this guy. And like there was another office in London that had like I want to say like 50 some employees or something oh, wow. all told. I mean, yeah, this was not a minor thing until, you know, that that house of cards started to fall. And it's just I just wonder if we're like better off because of it, you know, like, you know, one of of the things that I've been saying for almost a decade now is the one thing that the Internet has not like. Job searching and job profiles are like the one thing that the internet not only has not made better, but has actually made demonstrably worse. Very true. And, you know, part of the reason is because, you know, there's so many like, you know, you can post a job online and you can get a thousand different resumes for it. And all you need to do are find, you know, two dozen people that are willing to work for free for six months. Mm. And you have an imaginary company. I mean,. <laughs> that's that's really all it takes especially you know?
0: in an economy where so many people are looking to work from home mm-hmm. or or for a while there were out of work uh yeah or needed secondary income and and yeah but you know, some the, of these the thing is though you know part uh, just on, on a on a tangent real quick is is that you know it the, the, one of the things for better or worse that the pandemic has created is is that. Um, work working from home has become something that is acceptable for a Mm -hmm. a lot more companies, and then just like anything else, you have someone who has to go and ruin it for everybody else by creating a big (laughs) company, right? right?
1: (laughs) Thanks a lot, Billy. (laughs) We all have to wear seatbelts now because of you, yeah. Um, no, but you're right, and you know, especially like you know, it is, it's um not only has has working from home become you know more acceptable but like some companies are like going all in um i've got a i've got a neighbor who lives across the street from me that like and i might have said this on the show before but um she she's an attorney for the company and like the executives are calling her saying like So what states do we absolutely need to have a a physical address in (laughs) like they're going all in and, you know, hey, hey, more power to them. I saw her walking your dog earlier this afternoon. So (laughs) during nine to five hours. So Hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's just like it's just it's just one of those stories. It's just it's just the, the right amount of crazy for this show. And it's just you know it's so there's so much technology involved and you know I think I I, I keep going back to like LinkedIn and Zoom but right. like really what more do you need, <laughs> what more do you need than LinkedIn and Zoom, I mean you would have to set up like you know probably fake Facebook profiles and you know you'd have to do you'd have to do a good amount of work but it wouldn't be completely impossible for one person to do it.
0: It's very true. It makes me think of an idea for a company if I wanted to be yeah. disreputable. <laughs>
1: There you go. There you go. I mean, you may as well embrace it. That's right? advice. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, another story that came across the news feeds this, uh, not this week, but this month. Motorola and Verizon are not two companies that you generally associate with, a- with AR and VR. But sure enough, they went ahead and made a, uh, a VR neckband for to in order to create a lighter uh, VR headset mm-hmm. basically and um so like first of like first of all okay it looks weird like you it basically looks like you have a doorbell I mean, hang, hung around your neck. even
0: neckband head <laughs> neck headphones look weird
1: yeah but, yeah
0: yeah that these are but, on on a whole different level although I and, and I won't uh bury the lead here but I actually kind of liked the idea of this when I when I read about it, but please continue.
1: No, so did I. And and like this is the type of thing like I can definitely get on board with this because, you know, you're offloading a lot of that mm-hmm. weight from your face. And trust me, when we're even like an Oculus Quest, you know, that I have, that thing is I mean, it's not heavy, but it's not light. Right. <laughs> and so like I'm definitely on board with uh with this what i don't get is why motorola and verizon it's that's the part that kind strange combination like re- i me.
0: mean the thing is first of all no one's surprised that motorola and verizon would do anything together because they've been together together right. for a long <laughs> time but vr <laughs> right. like i I, yeah. I have to wonder how much of this comes from lenovo, lenovo. from right exactly mm-hmm.
1: well okay so in fairness to Motorola, you know, I have the think, think Reality A3 headset, which I still need to do a tech, yeah, on now that I think about mm-hmm. it. Um, but I've got that that headset, and that basically is kind of like a like an AR headset. It's not mm-hmm. a VR headset um, because it's a set of glasses. In fact, you know what? I'll just – oh, I think, it's, I think it's right here. I could just go ahead and throw these on and, like, yeah. show you. So if you're watching the YouTube video – Um, you know, I can put these on, I'm not going to plug them in because that will like probably screw royally with, um, with like window placement (laughs) and stuff like that (laughs) and like cameras and stuff. But like, so here's the, here's, here they are. They look like, they look like, you know, glasses with like really thick armbands and there's a cable that comes out, you know, the, the, the back here and it's about, uh, I don't know five feet. Those, I think it is. Those
0: literally look like that. That like a, a concept VR headset from the 90s. Like that's what that's what they thought would be out now. <laughs>
1: right, right. So okay, uh, yeah, it's about five feet long is the cable. So and then like you just slip these on, just like so. Oh, I can't. So it's it's cool. hard to get them on like with my ear headphones on but i <laughs> just you want know, to get a screenshot of this i got i got kind of like a Jordy laforge thing going on here <laughs> the headphones. Do? and if you're wondering what the thumbnail for the, for the youtube video is going to be i think we're looking at it right now <laughs> so now unlike a vr headset like i can see my computer screen right now perfectly i'm looking straight through there's a prism here um, which you might be able to see. There's like a prism here that kind of like takes the reflection and mm-hmm. puts it like in front of your face. Now, when I plug this in to a ThinkBook, I'm just you know I think I'm going to wear these for the rest of the show.
0: You know, the, um, you, you know <laughs> when, when you watch GIFs from about uh, five years ago and you'd have like the eight-bit sunglasses that would come up onto
1: like a cat's mm-hmm. face. That's yep. what those look like. That is what these look like. <laughs> um, so when you are uh, when you're wearing these um when when you plug them into the computer you get kind of like an interface and you can lay out three windows in front of you like three computer screens basically and then you know you're you're pushing windows through this so you can set up the you know your your windows in windows any way you want them to be so uh, you know I can like I normally have a three screen setup so this basically just would replace what I have here. Right. The, I, the idea is I can take this anywhere I want. I can go to a coffee shop and work <laughs> like this if I wanted to. Now. Sorry. I'm just that. That being that. said, I don't want to. But. <laughs> but I mean, like. But let's, let's be real. Real talk here. These look pretty goofy. Right? Okay. I'm not going to deny that. So. Does would a neckband make this look any worse? And I say no.
0: No, cuz you could tuck it into your shirt technically.
1: <laughs> you could. I mean like and you know the neckband is significantly smaller than this case, but like I can I can go like flavor a flave, you know, like like this <laughs> here, see?
0: Yes.
1: See, this is like my neckband and then like it's, I don't look any more goofy like this. Than I mean, I do this, like is, this is this is
0: must-watch TV. If you're listening to this, you definitely have to watch the YouTube video. I'm <laughs> if, just if
1: you are listening to the to this high-quality feed, yes, you definitely need to go check out <laughs> YouTube right around the 24-minute <laughs> mark. Um, but but I mean, like my point is, you know like this is cool, and actually, these are not too heavy there's there's like this nose piece that's up in the up in the front here that's kind of like supporting all this but this is not too bad so if you take the the processor and the stuff that's pushing the graphics and you put it down here that is going to be a much more acceptable solution stop laughing at me damn it (laughs) i can't i know i know so but i mean like these basically look like Thick ass glasses, thick ass sunglasses, and um, I want to say there's actually different lenses that you can put on here. I don't remember. I'd have to look into that. But hey, they come with a polishing cloth. <laughs> um, but anyway, so like I- I'm on I'm on board with this, and I'm kind of I'm kind of digging it, and I would like to see if. This helps advance the technology at all. Like if other, like I would like to see Facebook build an Oculus right. with a neckband. You know, it, this is what really I
0: I was questioning about the whole thing is it, I think there are a ton of companies who could build a quality piece on the hardware side, but what's really missing still. With anything oh, yeah. other than gaming is just the application, right? For augmented yeah, reality, there's nothing there. right, right. So it's when something like this comes out, I'm just like, why?
1: Mm. See, I'm making very exaggerated gestures <laughs> just to try to catch Cliff's attention so I can crack him up uh, while I know, I'm please. while I'm wearing these ridiculous. The things, gestures
0: but... were the best part. Just,
1: mm, mm, yes. Um, but yeah, so like. Um, I just, I, I, would like to see. First of all, I wanna, I wanna try these when they come out. Um, but second of all, I just want to see if any other VR people, and when I say VR people, I'm basically talking about Meta because they're mm. basically the only game in town now, except for PlayStation VR. But I would like to see other companies pick up this model to offset. You know, I my son's been playing with my Oculus, so it's in his room right now. But I would like to offset all the weight that you put on the front of your face down here. And I think that would be a valuable, a valuable thing to do.
0: You know, I wonder. Should if, I
1: take off the glasses? I mean, me I think you should, should do it. the
0: whole podcast in the glasses.
1: All right. Done. Okay. So go ahead. I'm, what were you saying? I just, I,
0: Okay. So, just uh, again going off on a, a little bit of an aside or a tangent here is that, sure, what happened to HTC and Vive, and the stuff they were working on? Because for a while they were the leading uh, market share. You know, back when Oculus, I think maybe even when they were owned by what is now Meta, you know, Facebook. They were still sort of in the lead there for a while, especially on, like, the health side. So there was that, and then there was also, like, Microsoft was doing things with uh, AR. And, no, I think there have been rumors that HoloLens is dead. I mean, it's it's funny how it, I, I kind the of figured this would happen. Well, it's just, you know, I, I feel like it's, and I think I said this probably back on TechBeard. It's like, this, this feels like everyone's looking for the next thing after smartphones right and i'm and i'm actually not bashing the idea of of, of augmented reality or virtual reality it's just that mm-hmm. i feel like the hardware is actually even though it's still kind of you know in in the nascent stages of it, it's still ahead of of the applications and i just i think we're now starting to see it sort of balance out with reality catch
1: up a little bit right yeah so like both htc and microsoft went the enterprise route because they could not figure Mm. out how to put their hardware into a consumer friendly package right or even google for that matter
0: with uh glass well
1: i don't think oh well yeah okay i forgot about glass actually i probably wish i would forget about it forever (laughs) but no um when it comes to like, so HTC, they do have the HTC flow right now, which is kind of like an Oculus quest type thing. Mm. But from what I understand, the, the applications are a lot different. Like, I want to say it's more for like, like a meditation type thing rather than like an ex, like a beat saber type experience, you know? And the HoloLens, lens, I believe that might be dead. It's been a long time since I've heard anything about HoloLens, Um, and, one of the nice things is I've actually been able to try all three systems. So I tried the Microsoft HoloLens. You want me to take the glasses off, don't you? <laughs> okay. Yes.
0: Okay. I, I tried. Woo! I really did.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs>
0: all right. It's so hard to take anyone seriously wearing those <sighs> and doing serious
1: things. Understood. And especially like put that in an office, office environment and <laughs> see how well that goes. Um. But anyway, so... What was I saying? Oh, right. So, like, the the HTC Vive, the biggest problem with that was putting it into a consumer-friendly priced package. Like, the Vive was great. I mean, the Vive was legitimately right,
0: great. It, it, was, was a, mm-hmm. it was.
1: It was a great system. It had, like, all the bells and whistles that you could possibly want, but it was tethered. It had to be tethered to a monster computer. Right. Um, the, uh, the HoloLens was also a legitimately... Really good system. A lot of people complained about its narrow field it was of field view. The field of view was
0: the big thing. Yeah.
1: And, well, it was also but the, the idea of it was
0: really cool, and even the applications with it, especially like if you're yeah. talking on the on the enterprise, or like a, especially for like a, I forget what they call those, but the people that are working in like a service role, where you're working in like a warehouse or something like that, yeah. that to me made total sense. And I always thought, sorry to go off on this, but just that augmented no, reality made a lot more sense to me. In terms of like a business idea. Right. For then virtual reality, virtual reality did outside of gaming. So.
1: Yeah, so but the big problem with with HoloLens was the the weight was a factor right. mm-hmm. because it was like several pounds mm-hmm. and like it was all it was distributed well around your head, but all the same it was still all on your head. Like the computing power, everything like that had to be all mounted on top of there. But the idea of it was, you know, very cool. Like you could walk into your house, put on your HoloLens and instead of a TV, you would have a gigantic streaming window right. like on your wall and it would just always be there like and you could like sit back and watch tv um so like i uh, htc realized and i think microsoft both realized that enterprise is the only way that you're going to mm-hmm. find the money to move units on these things because you know a, a, a multi-million dollar corporation will drop five grand on a headset yeah sure no problem right. whatever we'll take 20 you know Um uh, very but, expensive beta testing Right. Uh, and But, you know, really legitimately useful, too. Right. Like when right. you have, you know, two teams around the world that are working on a CAD project and they all put on their HoloLens Lens and they all stand around a table and they say, well, what if we move this over here and what if we could, right. you know, do this? Like legitimately useful stuff that you cannot do without some type of virtual reality experience. But Oculus... Slash meta was the one to figure out here's how we can put this into a consumer friendly pre- package. And Beat Saber, I'm pretty sure, is like solely responsible for 70% of the success of the VR market today.
0: <laughs> so, I, I like, I would agree with that. I mean, that's well, like one of two I, games that I it's like that. And uh, what's the game where, where everything is slowed down? Hot something? Oh, super hot, super hot, super hot. hot. yeah, right, exactly. That's like the two I games could- I hear about.
1: I couldn't even get past the demo for that game. <laughs> um, but like, you, you, you do you think we're talking about the metaverse if Beat Saber is not a no, game? No, not at all. I don't think so. I really don't think so. I don't think Facebook buys Oculus. I I think there's like a whole lot of dominoes that fell after episode two of our podcast when we talked to uh, exactly. Swan. We're
0: totally responsible for the success. Of
1: absolutely, absolutely. When we talked to right. uh, to Swan VR. Good show. I should have her back on. Anyway, um, so, uh, all right. So we've got. Yeah, we should. We should. So we've got about another 20 minutes or so that we can chat about. So Russell Holly came on. Halfway through the uh, halfway through the month year, and Russell Holly was actually it's 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 natural that we transition from VR is, to actually. Russell Holly yeah. mm-hmm. um, because both because a he's a VR head and b we had him on to talk about the metaverse when that came on around November or so and at the time I asked him <clears throat> I, I asked him you know what are you looking for in a candidate because like a lot of people aspire to do this job you know whether it's like podcasting like you and me whether it's writing like me or doing so much more like me these days um uh, but a lot of people you know want to get into this industry i mean so how many people why... would wear
0: vr glasses on a camera not not many.
1: not many um only a few brave and obviously amazing amazingly souls.
0: handsome um souls and <laughs>
1: Above average, but anyway. <laughs> um so uh so I wanted you know, I wanted to talk to Russell Holly has been a hiring manager at like two different publications now. So the, I, I thought he would be a really good person to talk to about like what kind of qualifications you know, you would you would you would want to get into this industry. And like the one thing that really stuck with me that he said totally agree with it too, by the way, is um, you know, never work for free. Mm-hmm. You know, if you like Now, that being said, I worked the first year in this industry for free for WebOS Roundup because they never paid us, did they?
0: They paid me until they lost all their sponsors because WebOS went down the toilet.
1: Because WebOS... Really? They did pay you? Mm -hmm. Did they pay me? I don't remember if he paid me or not. I don't know. I think I did it for free. I'll be totally honest with you. Anyway. I'll
0: I'll be honest. I don't have a lot of of experience working for... uh, a site and doing podcasts for free
1: right right so um yeah wait oh i sorry <laughs> frazzled adam just got just got one passed right up right by him so yeah now for the record people i did offer to pay cliff no, recently no i'm just i'm and, just needling him. <laughs> i know i know it's it's part of our it's, rep- the love, uh, it's part of friends. our repartor- it's the love. It's part of our repartee. So, mm-hmm. uh, but anyway, so like you know, that's one thing he said though is like never work for free, and I totally respect that. Like, you know, some of the publications that I've worked for have not paid particularly well. I'm, some of them. I just them, realized I'm paying you. <laughs> you Sorry. you just realized that? It's been like a year, man. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, like, you know, some publications obviously pay better than others. And, you know, and I and I don't, uh, totally agree with Russell, like don't work for free. But at the same time, yeah. it's really, really hard to make a good living doing this freelance like I did it. I killed myself for, you know, a couple of years doing it, but I did it. It's not a hell of a lot of fun. You have to, being a a freelance writer in the tech space is kind of like being a teacher. You only do it because you love it. You don't do it for the money. (laughs) You know, and um, you don't do it because you really like having nights and weekends free. So let's yeah. just let's. let's I, just I would put say that, that's the life of any
0: freelancer, would... even in, in, in my industry too, as a graphic designer.
1: Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean the the fact of the matter is, if you don't work, you don't get paid. Right. So and you know, um, when I went to. Yes, we're gonna do it again, Cliff. When I went to Disney this past winter Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, Simpson is back. <laughs> I was actually doing that as part of a paid vacation because I finally was working full time in the industry. And like when we planned the Disney trip, I did not plan to get paid for that week. So like you know, it was just I just accepted that. Like I'm gonna be gone for a week, I'm not gonna get paid. When I got COVID over the summer. I dropped everything, you know, working for three days and said, I'm just not going to get paid for the next three days, but I need to get better. Now, fortunately, I was in a position to be able to do that. Um, But, you know, the fact of the matter is, you know, I I like what Russell said. You know, start writing for somebody. Write for yourself, even if you have to. Do a personal blog. You know, learn, uh, learn what you know what makes com- for compelling content and the best way to do that is to read other people's compelling content you know if you if you see an article that's blowing up on twitter don't go read the article because you you're interested in it go read the article because you want to find out why it's blowing up on right. twitter like and that's that's like you know and if you can learn that then you know, a lot of places will give you the keys to the kingdom. You know, if you can write really solid, compelling content, unfortunately, it's probably going to have to be in English. Um, you know, there are other sites where you can work for that. You know, will will accept the submissions in other languages, but let's be honest: a lot of the publications around the world that are, you know, really making you know that you can really make a living at are in English. So if, if English is not your first language, I apologize for that, but, you know, or find a publication in your native language. I mean, honestly, you know, uh, chances are, if you're listening to this, you're, you have a pretty good grasp of the English language. So, um, you know, I, 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 I I wonder, I actually kind of wonder like what my podcast is on like a grade level. You know how they say, like, you know, the New York Times is written for like fifth grade level or something like that. Or mm. uh, I kind of wonder, like, what the grade level is for me. I don't I, I use. I would say
0: it's probably. You know, I don't
1: use big words. High school <laughs> level
0: until I come on, and then we then we appeal to the grade schoolers.
1: Right, right, right. yeah, that's definitely a big uh, a big push. Mm. Uh, but anyway, no, so like, no, but, but seriously, like, I don't know, I don't know what I appeal to. But anyway, um, so like, you know, if you can find, you know, like I said, find the good content and and read that and figure out what makes it compelling. So, yeah. um, And, and that's like... And then, like, once you do that, start writing your yeah. own content. And and when you're working for yourself, you're going to have to work for free. You know, that's just kind of the... I think, the I think part of that, too,
0: of is that even though I, I haven't written for a site in a while, but I think part of that, too, is finding your voice. Yeah. Um. You know, which is... I mean some sites will will especially if you're writing for something that's more of like um, a traditional publication like a a, a newspaper or something which which some freelancers do you know they they're writing for yeah. like a right so in that case you're writing in their voice but if you're doing something that's more non-traditional more of like current media then then you could, I think part of what sells you is your because a lot of people are techno- technology enthusiasts, and within those, there are people that can write. But I think what makes you that one step above is just, you know, mm-hmm. you've got a unique angle or a spin on something, something that helps you appeal to an audience. And I think, I mean, I think that's really helped with mm-hmm. you, Adam. You have a unique and a, a, a <laughs> stream uh, of consciousness, <laughs> but,
1: that's probably. A but no, it's more it's um, it's a refined, it's a refined stream. Well, of you conscience. you you have a, You have
0: a, your sense of humor. Your sense of humor comes through, though, and I, it, I mean, and I think that appeals, it, it, and it can work for a certain side. So, anyway,
1: I mean, you've been kind of like tangentially on the outskirts of this industry for like probably even longer than I have. It's a, so. it's a,
0: it's a great way to meet uh, internet friends. <laughs> I'm yeah. kidding, I'm kidding, but no, Very I, I think something that's that's uh, really important. I think when you, if you're considering, and I think it's. It, if you if you're writing for a living, or or doing you know created content, whether it's a podcast uh, or you know YouTube, or YouTube con- or video, video video content, whatever the medium mm-hmm. is, is to find your unique voice. And you know some of that is, is is, or I should say, for some people that's just who they are. And then I know some yeah. people who who literally like create a character. Like I don't want to say El Jefe reviews is. As a character, but you know he's always wearing sunglasses,
1: and yeah, then there are some yeah.
0: people that literally like, um, especially if like they're in sports or something, they're they are like on air curmudgeons. They're not like that in real life, but it's just, yeah, it's finding that voice that that, and and you can try out those different things in 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 order, in, in some sometimes you might write in different voices too or speak. You know, I'm kind of going off uh, off the rails here a little bit, but what I'm trying <laughs> to say is a little bit, you know. That's what makes you different from someone who is writing for, like, a a newsprint publication or something, where you're in their lane and you're writing in that Mm -hmm. specific, like, editorial voice.
1: No, that's an important thing, though. Like, some companies will insist that you Mm -hmm. conform to their style rather than writing your own. I have not found that to be the case with, like, a place like Digital Trends or even with LifeWire, even with Android Central, now, like, with Android Central, I was doing, like, a lot of sanitized, like, you know, how to content. Right. Not really much of an opportunity to drop jokes in there, although I did manage a few, and they <laughs> did survive the editing process, I would like to point out. Um, but, like, you know, some places, and for the most part, like, if I'm editing a piece on digital trends and someone drops like a little a little funny in there, I'm not gonna be like a dick about it, you know. Yeah, I, I think I think people want to laugh every now and Absolutely. then, you know. I'm I'm still gonna mercilessly mercilessly berate camera bumps, you know, especially the gigantic ones that came on. Like now, see, I'm a little disappointed because the Galaxy S twenty one S twenty two Ultra doesn't have a camera bump. It has like five little it camera. It still mounts. rocks. Yeah, I know. But, you know, it has like little five, like little uh, camera silos. Right. Um, so, um, but yeah, uh, so I'm, I'm kind of proud. I'm, I'm actually kind of running out of uh, camera bump jokes. So we're going to have to uh, see if we can go back to the well okay, for moving that. Moving on to these um, camera
0: silo jokes.
1: Yeah, maybe. Mm. Um, you know, the OnePlus 10 is coming, so mm. maybe th- maybe, th- maybe that'll have a big... Th- I don't think that has a really huge camera bump. No, uh, it's based... Well,
0: no, it's the, It's similar to, like, it's, the S21. It's series. S21-ish. Yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm.
1: S21-ish, but I don't think it's, like, all that huge. I'll have to see it, but... Um, don't know if I'm reviewing that. I honestly don't know if I'll have time, <laughs> but... I hope you um, do I, so
0: I can uh, destroy it and OnePlus... So you-
1: so you can do oh really not not a fan, huh? <laughs> uh,
0: I don't know i they, they've actually walked some stuff back that I was annoyed with, but that's a that's for another podcast. Mm.
1: maybe it's for this podcast. we've still got ten minutes mm. <laughs> so um no but actually like this this month uh that near the end of March when you're listening to this, I believe we are going to see the launch of the OnePlus plus ten pro mm-hmm. in the North America before the end of the month so. I, I I I'm guessing you won't be buying one. <laughs> so like but like what are what are your issues there? I'm curious. I now. I just I
0: have issues with um where OnePlus has gone and like and it, can I just say they they feel very rudderless to me since mm. since they have officially um publicly merged, you know, merged with with Oppo, Oppo, however mm-hmm. you want to say it. Um and, and they came out saying that they were going, they were getting rid of Oxygen OS, and that they were going to use they the same. Not. See, that's what I was saying. They've walked some of that back, yeah. but this was what had me, um, amongst other things, very frustrated with OnePlus because both you mm-hmm. and I have ha- have have owned or tested OnePlus devices since the original One, OnePlus One, yeah. and
1: and in that case, I think I actually owned yours.
0: You did, and then he flipped over a bike and broke it. Then I flipped over a bike and broke it. But, you know, (laughs) I don't have a problem with the company changing the direction and evolving, and especially with them becoming, uh, you know, as the years have gone on trying to get into, uh, you know, getting contracts with carriers and things like that. Oh, yeah. But but what they they seem to have lost is a focus more on um, their core... Customer and kind of what made them different in the space, in in a in a market that mm. really has become almost binary between, um, you know, you're either both basically buying an Apple iPhone or you're buying a Samsung of some sort, you know, Apple had an or or one see, yeah. one onePlus had an opportunity to do something, not necessarily completely different, but but sort of be that the the, especially because their main partner was was T-Mobile to do yeah. something that, you know, could compete with them at at a lower not a significantly lower, but offer more for the money while still Yeah. and and
1: I, I think I think OnePlus has lost a
0: lot of its good value. Good like, lost a lot of the value, but even when they got into the that seriously here's the thing. They could have, you know, for me with the last couple of devices still competed at a, at a price point that was just a little bit lower and still been, you know, what you want to call a, call a, a, uh, a flagship product, but mm-hmm. they, they, they never really pushed it upwards. And it's like, you know, that they like the camera quality wasn't there. And then I actually bought a one plus nine and yes, I, I didn't like the fact that it had a plastic midframe, the fact mm-hmm. that it didn't have optical image stabilization on yeah. the main camera. And this was a phone that cost, I think, seven ninety nine. Something at launch, like that. right? Sounds right. Um, because you
1: got the OnePlus 9, not the 9 Pro, not the correct. Pro,
0: correct? Because yeah. at the time, you couldn't actually, it's kind of the same reason I got the Pixel 6 instead of the Pixel 6 Pro. You couldn't get the you 9. couldn't
1: order one, you're right, right, yeah.
0: exactly. And so, you know, I'm and I, I like the idea of them having the Hasselblad partnership, although it, you know, and it was their first phone or our first optical partnership or the first, like, iteration of that partnership, and so I didn't expect yeah. too much other than, like, software tweaks. But mm-hmm. but once uh, Carl Pay left and the Norden line actually seemed like their best pro- best product line and the, and the OnePlus 9 Series just didn't seem that competitive based on, on comparing apples to apples, you know, especially given, yeah. like, the $100 price difference. Mm-hmm. when they also seem to not be not offer much in the way of software updates competitively. Whenever when Samsung on the Android side has been stepping up their game, I just reasons to like OnePlus for me were, were especially in the North American market, few and far between. And yeah. I was really hoping for something more with the OnePlus Ten series. And granted the reviews that I've seen have been for the Chinese market or Asian market phones. Um yeah. so, you know, we can still hold our breath um and, and hope that the one plus 10 pro and perhaps a one plus 10 ultra that we might expect in the next month or two um mm-hmm. could could sort of redeem themselves oh no it me. will
1: be, it will just be the 10 pro by the way really no 10 no 10 I and knew there no was no pro 10 10. Ultra, ultra so, so yeah it's gonna be one phone and so I'm, I'm guessing that's a hashtag supply chain issues
0: probably and, and so. also supply chain issues and then also probably, uh, carrier stuff I'm, I'm guessing yeah. too in terms of what they agreed to carry probably because yeah. I don't think the, the one of their SKUs sold nearly as well I, I'm guessing but um, but uh, one thing I am happy about is that they did it seems like walk back um, the, their intention to combine an, a, a, an Asian market um, version of Android and oxygen oxygen OS into one or actually really just get rid of the oxygen OS for North American and European markets and they're they're yeah. going to keep it now because I I yeah. just I feel like the things that One market likes would not have played too well in our market, and I
1: yeah exactly. mm -hmm. So yeah, so the way that's working is you know Oxygen OS and Color OS are going to be working off the same code base, Mm -hmm. but they are going to be two distinctly different products, which I think which I think is the right move. Now, in terms of like what OnePlus has been doing. Like I think my only gripe is is that OnePlus, you know, started off with like one philosophy and eventually evolved into a completely different philosophy. You know, they 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 stopped being the flagship killer right around the uh, OnePlus 7 era, maybe 8. I think the 8, 7 the 8. 8 was really um that's when they stopped being a flagship killer and like moved more into flagship mm-hmm. territory, which I respect. That's fine, but like, especially in the U.S. market, like right when they were starting to cut into the U.S. market, that's when they decided they had to like sit at the same table as Samsung or go home, like, and, and especially now that LG is out of the plant of right. place, like I just think, and I think actually in general, and I, I I think I I need to I I need to put a freelancer on this. Because I'm kind of wondering, like, with smartphones these days, are we, like, at a point where it's, like, flagship or budget with, like, it seems like there's a huge gulf in between, like, the premium phones See, and I don't then, think like, so. everybody else? I
0: agree if you would said that six months ago. But then the okay. Pixel 6 launched.
1: Yeah, that's true. The Pixel Six it does kind of mess up that argument, doesn't and, it? And I feel like um,
0: I feel like that's a very much what you're talking about is a very um, North America slash especially U.S. market centric thing because mm-hmm. you look at the OnePlus Nord series. You know, they just launched the one up OnePlus Nord Two CE, which you know it, it definitely looks like it's based on Apple hardware and, and shares some yeah. stuff with. I think. Um, the Reno series, maybe I don't know. I'm, I'm not that familiar with the Apple's Opel, hardware. But what I can right. tell you is that, and this is going to be, um, you know, more for video. But what I'm actually holding up here is a Realme Realme device. Mm-hmm. I have the Realme Realme GT, which is funny in that I'm holding up this packaging, and if you if you're familiar with OnePlus's sort of odd sized compared to everybody else's packaging, because the Realme GT kind of yeah exactly exactly mm-hmm. the only one to do it is I don't even think Oppo does it but anyway to me Realme yeah. is, oh, is you is, know the
1: boxes have to be this big to fit in the gigantic Charger. chargers that
0: <laughs> but to me Realme which which started out I think is like an Indian India only market and then his uh, product S22 and S twenty two
1: Ultra S twenty two Ultra right exactly One, one Plus nine Pro <laughs> exactly. Let's just yeah yeah um, wh- one of these things is not, not like, like the, the other, other.
0: one yeah. of these. Th- I'll do the same thing, but with the Realme GT, so we can have <laughs> yep. especially. I mean yeah. So, but Realme it it to me, and this is one of the reasons I purchased it because to me like I really like, the idea of what Realme is producing, which unfortunately it's not available in our market if, unless you import it like I did. Um, yeah, but is it sort of has the ethos of what what uh what OnePlus used to be yeah I And mean, this this costs about 500 bucks I had a snapdragon 888 eight gigabytes of ram lots of storage really mm-hmm. interesting design and it has color os which is also yeah. how i know color s color os is not gonna fly <laughs> yeah. in this market um right
1: oh totally agree i've got uh, even Apple though i i don't phone. dislike
0: it it's just you, you just yeah it's it's just yeah it's expensive. just yeah it's just uh, not right. It's just <laughs> it's not right for our market. But, but so. Um, yeah, so I, I I just, they're producing, uh, and I don't, I'm not even talking about Oppo or Realme. I think OnePlus is producing phones that could work here, especially in the mid-range. They're just, um, mm-hmm. I think they've just kind of gotten out of producing phones for direct sale. I mean, they do still do direct sales, but I think they're really focused on those carrier agreements. And uh, I mean, you can even see that when you get a OnePlus device, you know that that is on a carry because they used to be mm-hmm. so clean in terms of the the uh, OS install, and now you get all the bloat. Yeah, I'm sure you saw. So I mean, it is yeah. what it is, for better or for worse. I just I kind of feel like they just they feel lost. Like I'm not sure what OnePlus really is anymore. And and for yeah. me as a fan of like the Hungry. old Plus, OnePlus, I think this is kind of what you were saying. They just I'm not sure why they exist. Well, whereas like I understand why why real me exists.
1: Mm. Okay, yeah, I can see that. So, all right. Well, we um we're it's getting late, and I know it's getting sure. especially late for you uh, because um yeah you're an hour ahead of me so let's uh let's go ahead and uh, wrap things up here um you know and we'll we'll do the uh, I, I i'm kind of curious like i want you to comment down below did you like this new you know kind of style did you like not necessarily covering every single you know news story from the you know the top stories from the last month did you do you like more of me and cliff i don't know you know just you know comment down below uh com slash contact if you're listening to the high quality feed of this. Um, you know, hit us an email. My DMs are open. I think Cliff DMs. I don't My know DMs if are open also or not. open. They're open. So. And I don't know if we, yeah, t- hit-
0: I don't ever actually say this, and I think they are in the show notes, but you can follow me if you if you want to find me. I think you know where to find Adam at Dead uh, Technology if you don't, but Dead you technology. can find me at Clifton M. Thomas on uh, M. just Thomas. about all the Clifton M. Thomas on all the different social media platforms. You know?
1: Now that you mention it, I don't think I I I know it's it's on all the show notes, but I don't think I've ever actually said it out loud. I'm so, I'm Not sorry a long about time that. anyway. That's, no, no, it's fine. That's, I just uh, that's my bad. That's my bad. You're 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 here. You're still you, my you deserve some recognition. So, yeah, you you get a red carpet, too. Anyway, so, yeah, so go ahead and hit us up. Let us know how you like this format. Let us know if it's working for you or if it's not. And if it's not, well, that's too damn bad because it's my (laughs) damn show. Anyway, so let's go ahead and close things out. Um, I want to thank everybody who jumped on today to watch us live. I want to thank everybody who's watching this later on on YouTube and people that are listening to the high-quality feed at home. I want to thank you for listening, thank you for watching, and thank you for giving us the benefit of the Dowd.